Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, it's been a busy week, a few days since we've been on the air. Um, shoot. Bunch of stuff that happened. Kanye got caught with his pants down, literally. <laughs> you got... You got NFL roster moves. You got week zero in college football. The Yankees have officially exploded. Uh, needless to say, I don't think Aaron Boone will be the manager next year. Uh, <laughs> you got the U.S. Open um, tennis tournament going on. And we're about a little, what, about a week away from the Lions taking on the Kansas City Chiefs to open the NFL seasons. So I don't even know where you want to start. Oh, man. we for, You know what else we forgot? We forgot about uh, Kevin Hart being paralyzed from a foot race. That's oh, the yeah. first time I ever heard of that, too. It's so much other things, too. Like, it's crazy, man. Um, I, first take, uh, got uh, Shannon Sharp. Sharp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the competition over at FS1, man? Somebody, some what about friend <laughs> tweeted out yesterday talking about Skip Bayless has t- turned into Mo- Molly Quorum on his own show. So, <laughs> no, man, I watched it and I was like, it's hard for him to get a word in. You got three of the biggest miles, not including Skip Bayless. Like, I'm that just the whole thing just blew my mind. Like you got so many different personalities on there, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to um, seeing Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith go at it. Um, the way Shannon Sharp announced it uh, with the one of my favorite NBA pitchers of all time, with you know D. Wade lobbing it, it up to LeBron, I thought that was classic. Uh, shoot, we forgot about the the Steve Harvey fourth uh, divorce rumors that everybody was retweeting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like it's just so many different things. It was a Steve Harvey false uh, divorce rumors, the Steve Harvey uh, false tweet yeah. that somebody had said. To him. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> and apparently uh, Steve Harvey fired the. Um, Employee that tweeted from his account apparently about um, a comedian you don't find funny. Right, that's what I was like, wow. So if somebody lost their job behind. That. I'm not sure how much he was making, but it's Steve Harvey. He still sends a television to his teacher that told me I'll never be nothing. So I'm quite sure Steve Harvey's generous. Hmm. So where you want to start, Rodney? Because there's a lot on the plate. I don't know. Let's start with Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like that. Let's definitely do that. Because you, you had the GM come out today and basically said he's not paying anybody that was part of a four-win team last year. <laughs> which, which, on paper, makes sense, right? However... Right. Jonathan Taylor is not the reason why y'all just won four games last year. Y'all, y'all been playing quarterback roulette the last three or four years from 
y'all haven't had a decent quarterback since Andrew Luck decided to retire. I mean, y'all drag out there the corpse of Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan was washed up probably four or five years ago, and y'all still decided um, to bring him in. I think Tom Brady personally broke Matt Ryan in that Super Bowl comeback. Mitch Mitchell Trubis, uh, uh no, <laughs> Dor- what's the what's the black quarterback they had? He was like actually the best quarterback yeah, they had. I, they got rid of him. Mm. I think he plays for the uh, Commanders now. It's yeah. um the one that played for the Browns last year. I forgot his dog on name. Yeah, but I mean, so to to say you're not gonna pay Jonathan Taylor. It sounds good, but the year of Carson Wentz where y'all came within the game of making the playoffs and Carson Wentz um, shit the bed in Jacksonville, that was not Jonathan Taylor's fault. Like, he he carried y'all. So, he literally carried them the whole season. Definitely yeah. not Jonathan Taylor's fault. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think it's disrespectful, but... No, it no, it is. It's really disrespectful, especially when you're the the face of the team. Actually, is one of the rare teams where the running back is the face of the team and not the quarterback. So, I mean, where do you go from here after you done already basically kind of defiled that running back's name and told him, "Hey, go ahead and go to another team. Like we we'll grant you a trade request. Like just get out of here because we're not going to pay you." Where do you go from here? And what does this say about your franchise? I mean, because you got the owner come out and saying stuff. I mean, Jim Ursay and it's just I, I don't. Is he got to be top three worst owners in all the sports? Uh, for him to publicly come out and cr- criticize um, a player, criticize a running back position. Like if I was a running back, like I'm never coming to the Colts. So I don't know. I know. If I, it, it, yeah, and if I'm any player, why would I even want to come there? If I see how you've done all of the players that's been there in the past, and you have no interest in winning, why would I come there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't see how you can put blame on Jonathan Taylor for a team winning four games or say. Um, you're not gonna extend anybody on a that one for like you got some good players. Like your main issue is the quarterback, and I'm not convinced that you have a solve Anthony Richardson. But where do you trade where do you trade him to? And I heard rumors of I, this is one of the better rumors. I heard rumors of him coming to Detroit. But so, I know they they said the Packers contacted the Colts. Miami, Miami seems like they're in desperate need of a running back. Like, they've been linked to pretty much any running back that was either on a trade market or a free agent this season and haven't been able to land one. Um, So, I personally would like to see him in Miami just to see what he would do um, in that offense with Tua... uh, with Tariq Hill, Waddle, uh, I, I was just being tree like that's an offensive juggernaut. Now, now, Rodney, I would agree with you, 
We forgot about another subject, too, that we didn't bring up. Uh, rumors spreading around that two is built like a, 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 a Atlanta, Atlanta uh, stripper. They talking about he out here with gut and butt. They said he came overweight. And Tua, uh, Tua went off. There's a couple of ESPN analysts that went off on Tua for him coming in overweight. You can see it in his face and in his body. But that's what training camp's for. Maybe he'll get himself back together in training camp. Uh, Tua fired back, too, and had some words to say. So, yeah, I forgot all about that, too. Yeah, so Miami is going to be much watched TV. Like, I feel like if they don't make the playoff, do, do you end the Tua experiment? Uh, Stephen Ross seems a little impatient as a owner. So it'll be interesting to see what Miami does this year. Um, shoot, and we we got another owner putting a foot in his mouth, Jerry Jones, trading for Trey Lance. Nobody has had a probably a worse start to their NFL career than Trey Lance. And and I called it too. The first few games that I seen him play, I was like, that's not it. He not he not that. He's not that. And uh. I've seen them getting rid of him, too, because he definitely doesn't fit the mold over in the 49ers. Um, it looks like basically they got a younger Dak Prescott on their hands, possibly. And I think Dak Prescott might be a, a tad bit better than him because he's more seasoned. But other than that, Cowboys got another Dak Prescott on their hands. And Dak Prescott right now is upset about what's going on because he didn't know that they were trading for Trey Lance. And he feels like his job is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you so Ronnie, what do you do if you you Dak Prescott? You still gotta play this season, you're under contract, but nothing's nothing's given in this NFL. You think the Cowboys trade Dak Prescott if he doesn't at least get them past the first round of playoffs this season? Oh yeah. If, if Dak doesn't get them off the first round, like uh, I, I hate to say it, but Dak is gone. I think Mike McCarthy's gone. I, I think Jerry Jones, for lack of better word, burns it down. Uh, although I don't think it completely burns down because I think Dan Quinn becomes the head coach if that's the case. And you know what, man? I, I hate to say it. With that schedule that the Cowboys have and the way the team uh, – actually declined. It didn't get better. They declined, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that they're going to be that good. I don't think that they're going to actually um, make it to the playoffs at all, in my opinion. They got a really brutal schedule. The first game of the season, they're starting off in a divisional game going to, to play against the Giants, who have improved. The The commanders have improved. The Of course, the the Eagles won the division last season, and then you have to play a bunch of tough teams, man, a lot of tough road teams, and it just doesn't fall in their favor this season. Yeah, if Dallas is that team that's living off of their 90s glory, um, why they're still considered America team, baffles me like if anybody should be considered America team right now, it's probably New England. But the the fact or or Kansas City because I, I think Kansas City and what Andy Reid has been able to build with Patrick Mahomes 
with as long as Andy Reid is coaching there and Patrick Mahomes is quarterback, I don't think you can ever count Kansas City out. But the fact that Dallas is still being called America team and they haven't won anything of substance in damn near 30 years is just mind-blowing. Yeah, I just I don't understand that uh, how Dallas – I mean, call yourself America's team. How? After all these years, nobody's even challenged them on that. And maybe because the fan base is so big, that's why they're um, America's team. That's probably what it is, huh? Yeah, but Michael Irvin is not walking through that door. Trey Aikman, he walking through that door, but he walking to the uh, broadcast booth. Dion, <laughs> Dion is yeah. not coming back. Emin is not coming back. So, I, no, I definitely agree with you. And speaking, you know, this is a good segue to to talk about undisputed. Now, my problem with the show, Rodney, I wanted to express my problem with the show. My problem is you got Skip Bayless, who's a renowned and known Cowboys fan. Now you enter Michael Irvin, who's a Cowboys fan too. Um, you got Richard Sherman. I mean, and Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn, I mean, I, I love I love all those guys too. Do I think they mesh together? No, it's a screaming fest most of the time on the show. And everybody just finding a reason to disrespect and disagree with each other. Uh, yeah, have you watched but- the show? <laughs> no, I I, I kind of have refused to watch it because, to me, Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin are the same person. Um, That's the sad part about it because they are. So now you got Richard Sherman going off on Keyshawn and uh, Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin the other day said something. To, now, since I've been watching football, I played a little bit of football um, growing up. Um since I've played football and, and watched football, I was always told one thing. You have to catch the ball with your hands. You don't catch the ball with your body. body. Yeah. yeah. Michael Irvin was telling people the other day, he talking about he gave C.D. Lamb advice and told C.D. Lamb you got to catch the ball with your body. And that's when uh, <laughs> Richard Sherman lost his damn mind and said, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Those exact words. I think they bleep Richard Sherman out every five seconds because Michael Irvin does just say random shit. And then he gets up and goes crazy. You got to watch it. This must-see TV. But Skip Bayless is just like, he can't even believe it. He invited too many brothers to the party. (laughs) Well, I mean, if he would have invited, so, because, like like I said, I always feel like Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson – they work if they're not on the same show because you basically have the same talking head if you put them together. Um, Richard Sherman is Richard Sherman. Like, if they would have did maybe Keyshawn and Charles Wilson, that would have been a better fit than the three that they have. Um, yeah, and, and plus you went and got... You went and got three football guys. I thought that they was for sure. They were for sure gonna get somebody that was like basketball related. I would have liked to see Jalen Rose, somebody that's a level head, somebody that you know they need somebody to be a mediator. I thought Jalen Rose, if you put him in that position, sometimes he, you know, he can calm the room down and and come with a psychological, uh, efficient answer to certain things. 
Now you don't have that. Now you got three guys just whooping it up. And Skip Bayless, he's never he likes to whoop it up and say random crazy things. Now who the hell is going to be the mediator? Like they're just arguing on the show for for the whole hour, a couple hours. It's, it's crazy, man. And Kerry Chapman ain't not walking through the door to try to mediate that mess. <laughs> man, they need Jesus in the pack of cigarettes, Rodney, to come. <laughs> that show, it's the wild, wild west. But you know what? I freaking love it. I think that show needed a boost. Um, it got it, but how long is this gonna last? You got instead of having him and uh, Skip and Shannon arguing for a couple hours, now you got four guys arguing. Yeah, and, I, and it's sad because in, in some ways they tried to recreate first take, right? Because right. You, you, currently we haven't seen Shannon Sharp Day view yet, but Stephen A. Smith, since, he's, since he got rid of Matt Killerman, which I actually think was a good move, has brought in Dan Arlofsky, Ryan Clark, Swagoo, uh, Mad Dog, and it works. But they they did something that Undisputed probably needs to do. They they bring him in at different parts of the show for different segments. But Yeah, that's what I thought that they was going to do, Rodney. I'm like, okay, maybe they'll have different segments. When they first debuted them on the show, I said, okay, maybe they're going to break it up and then have them come and do different segments. But why would you have them do different segments when they're all basically like football, football. personalities? Yeah, they're all football-related personalities. So when they make takes on basketball and everything of that nature, it's kind of like, eh, like I don't want to hear you talk about this. Like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're not talking about – you know that that uh, Tim Legler will come off of basketball or Jay Williams or, or um, you know, somebody of that na- that nature. Yeah, and then for football, you got your Brian Clark, your Swagoo. Um, yeah, your Orlovskis. Orlov- yeah, like you know – and our is actually really, really good. I hate to say it, but he is. Man, he's really good, man. He's good. He, I think right now, if you want to be honest, I think Orlovsky needs his own show on uh on ESPN. Like he's really been carrying for a really long time. Um, I really like Max Kellerman too. I thought Kellerman was gonna um bounce back and go somewhere else. Um, at least I thought he would have been great just on if you want to just keep him on boxing, because the boxing takes that they have now, oh lord, are terrible. Are terrible. I love Stephen A. Smith, but some of them takes. Everybody need to retire when they lose. Every time Stephen A. Somebody lose Stephen A. Smith, he, he need to retire. I'm like, damn, Stephen A. He just took one loss. Everybody can't be Floyd Mayweather. He <laughs> want everybody to retire. Yeah. So, I, I'm I'm gonna watch um, Undisputed tomorrow just to. To witness this Armageddon. Oh, you got to watch this, Rodney. You're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, but when when I heard and saw who was on there, I was like, yeah, that's not going to (laughs) work out too well. (laughs) Yeah, because we were all wondering, like, who the hell was going to be on the show? We thought it was just going to be a one-on-one thing. They might as well just add Michael Crabtree to make Richard Sherman happy. (laughs) No, because it feel like they it's like a triple team against Richard Sherman, man, and he fighting for his life. Now they have mixed it up, and they do take some guys away, and they have different segments now. So they did mix that up. I noticed that with the uh, second show, they did one on one segments with everybody with Skip. 
and they'll do like their own little debate one-on-one. So I thought that was pretty cool. That way people can kind of get a breather, come back and readjust. So I thought that was pretty smooth. Um, but you got basically Michael Irvin and, and Skip are the same person, man. Like they, they're cowboy diehards. They really, they're really going to disagree with one another. And if they do make a far off take, it's not going to really make any sense. So, yeah, I, I can't, well, I can't believe they did that because they're, they're trying to catch the great white and, and Stephen A. Smith. And it's like Stephen A. Smith said, okay, hold my beer. I'm going to raise y'all standing sharp. I know. that's, And you know what's crazy, though, man? I really did like uh, Michael Irvin and uh, Stephen A. together, too. Like, I thought that Playmaker was really good with Stephen A. And both of those guys, man, like they – but Michael Irvin got caught up in that false accusation of uh, – of uh, the, the young lady said that he touched her and it was a whole false accusation type of deal. And they wind up having videotape of the whole situation, and it, and he was right. Michael Irvin was right, so he wind up suing that hotel because remember he got kicked off the Super Bowl and all that other mm-hmm. stuff too over that false accusation. The ESPN pulled him away. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. undisputed might want to go to a round the horn type format at this point. That would actually be pretty smooth. That'd be actually kind of fly. Mm-hmm. I actually like to see that. Do you think Jalen Rosa bounced back on, on one of the popular networks? It's not going to be ESPN. Of course, they just let him go. But do you think that I, I he'll actually, bounce back? In- I actually think he might pull a Keyshawn or a Michael Irvin. Because remember, at one point, both of them were on ESPN, and they disappeared, and they came back. I think that's I, – I, I just have a feeling Jalen Rose is going to end up back at ESPN. I hope so, man, because the basketball analyst you got right now, man – what are you doing over there, ESPN? I, I love Doris Burke, man, but I'm not going to have her do the majority of them damn games. And I'm, then you got Kendrick Perkins over here. And, and Richard Jefferson can both go if they bring back Jalen Rose to me. Man, Richard Jefferson is boring as hell. And half the time, he just, I don't know what the hell is he. Most of the time, his takes are terrible. Yeah, Vince Carter had to go, but you could have took Richard Jefferson with him. Yeah, and Perk, Perk is actually, Perk reminds me of uh, Swaggoo. He got some crazy takes too, but a lot of times he be in his bag, man. He be talking crazy. And then they can, they can uh, I know he's NFL, but they can get rid of him too and bring back Jalen Rose, Booger McFarlane. Um, I don't know how the hell Booger has a job. And then they, you know what else they did too, Rodney? They rehired UB Brown, and UB Brown like 90-something years old. Yeah, they <laughs> like what are you doing, ESPN? Like what? Yeah, I just I that kind of Marv Albert at this point. Exactly, I'll take Marv Albert. I understand getting rid of and, and you know what I I want to uh, prayers to Stan Van Gundy's uh his 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 wife. I think she's going through uh something terrible, and I think he lost his wife. So. Um, prayers to Stan Van Gundy. Um, yeah, but he wasn't one of my favorite announcers. And then Jeff Van Gundy, he was okay too, but I prefer to have Jeff Van Gundy when you have him along Mark Jackson. I think both of those guys have beautiful chemistry, but you got rid of both of those guys? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, yeah I'm, I'm confused on where we're going from here and who's going to call all these games because a lot of times 
uh, ESPN does the back-to-back uh, game. So maybe they're going to introduce us to the new, uh, the new analyst. Uh, we'll see. Speaking of, don't know what to expect. Are you watching Deion Sanders make his coaching debut at Colorado? I will be watching that Colorado versus uh, TCU game. Uh, sad part about it is I think they're going to get throttled. They are going to get thumped. And it's not going to be nothing nice. But, I mean, it, everybody's electric and they're up for the game. The game's getting a lot of national attention because, of course, it's Deion Sanders. If you think he's going to turn water into wine the first season, you got another thing coming. Give him a break after this beating he's going to take this season. Just just oh. keep your expectations low. So I've been going back and forth about this game. Um, I do think Colorado loses. I don't think it's going to be a beatdown. Um, there are some national pundits that have basically said Colorado has the worst roster in all of college football. <laughs> they do. That, I think that. <laughs> I think that might motivate Diab just a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, him and his eight toes can't go up there and suit out. And if you follow him on social media, he does not look worried. I mean, he had Michael Irvin at practice. Warren Sapp has been at practice this week. So um, if nothing else, it's going to make for good TV. So, Man, unless all them guys suiting up and – uh, and throwing it back to some of the uh, the old plays that they used to do, man, and, and jumping a hot tub time machine, they about to get smacked, man. That defense is atrocious. For the what over the past what six or seven years, they gave up the most points in uh, FBS, I think. Yeah, like they're, whew. yeah, they atrocious, man. I'm I'm hoping that you know, and TCU went went to the finals last year, right? Yeah. So, you know, they got a lot to prove. They went to the finals last year. They retained a, a good amount of players, and they're only ranked number 15. That's yeah. tough right there. And then a team that they beat in Michigan is ranked number two. So, I don't know, man. They, they got a lot to prove. I think the first game, they're going to take out all that frustration out on Colorado. I hope it's close, but I don't think it's going to be close, Rodney. I'm I'm gonna say uh, give me give me fifties, uh, close to sixties. I'll say probably fifty eight to twenty three. I got a thirty one twenty seven. Oh wow, that's really like Lincoln. Like you really think those guys in Colorado are gonna play some stellar defense? I I like that, Rodney. I hope they do too, man. Make it a game. I don't want it to be a blowout. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling with some of the national media Deion calling them out for some of their takes. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel something in my gut says it's going to be closer than what people expect. Um, closer to home, you, you brought up number two, Michigan. They'll be without their coach for three games. Three games they should easily win. But I really think it's interesting uh, – what Jim Harbaugh decided to do only as Jim Harbaugh can do. Um, picking four of his assistant coaches to be head coaches during that three-game suspension. 
Um, I, I just think it's very, very interesting in naming his his dad um, assistant <laughs> and head coach. So, uh, so if you haven't been paying attention, Michigan going to be the first team to have five different coaches in their first four games. I seen that too. When I seen that pop up, I was watching ESPN and that popped up, and everybody thought it was a joke. And they were like, "Wait a minute, is he serious?" And that's what he released. Like that was the press release. So yeah, I so. see his dad. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like, <laughs> yeah. So you have Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator, uh, acting head coach for the game one. Game two is he's doing something that I've never seen done before. Um, Jay Harbaugh, his son, coaching the first half, and then running back coach Mike Hurt coaching the second half as head coach, and then the third game, Sharon Moore coaching uh, the the whole game. And now you have his dad as, as assistant head coach, and I believe the strength and conditioning coordinator. Um, is the associate head coach during um, <laughs> three game suspension. So I just think it's funny. I think it's a big old middle finger to the NCAA. Um, I think the suspension as a whole is a joke considering um, some of the things that we know go on on the NCAA. I mean, Bill Self is pretty much on record of getting money to Adidas and other places places for players, and he's still roaming the sideline. So, I mean, it's not like he he actually met parents and had them come in on a recruiting trip and then had hookers and, and alcohol for them. Rick Pitino, <laughs> like I just don't, I just I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here, but who's coaching right now too? So again. Yeah, did you get a chance to watch Swamp Kings? No, I still didn't get a chance to watch it. I went off of your review about it. And I did start watch. I did start watching. I didn't get a chance finish a chance to finish it. That's what it is. Um, I did watch your hear your review on it, and I was like, oh, I was hoping that it'll change and maybe they'd go into more detail about certain things and not make them look like. Uh, you know, nice guys, and give me no, some harsh reality. They they paint a very rose colored picture of the Florida Gators. Um, it did make me wonder, right? Where the hell is Percy Harvin? I I would have loved uh, to see him. Um, really, I kind of want to know what he's up to. Um, he was musty TV while at Florida. He was musty TV in the NFL. And of all the people that they interviewed for Swamp Kings, he had a better career than all of them. So. Right. That's crazy. And you know what? If Tebow didn't uh, didn't do some of the things that he did and, uh, and decided to kind of move. Yeah, man. If he decided to kind of move or move a little differently, then I think he would have still been in the league too. But instead, he refused to change his game, and and then he when he did decide to change his game, it was a little too late, and they put him in as like a tight end, and that wasn't yeah. working. Yeah, and shoot, he went from football to baseball back to football. It, 
Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I was expecting more. Um, you don't really, there's one minor Aaron Hernandez incident. Um, there's no mention of, there's mention of arrest, but they don't go into detail basically on none of on any of them. So I, it's, the Johnny Menzel one was to me better, and this one is four parts. So, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like I, I was hoping that they really would like give us some stories, because I can only imagine. And we used to hear so many different things coming out of that program, and now for you not to really like when the spotlight's on you, and we want to hear all the details. You have nothing for us. Kind of sucks. Yeah, and then they kind of gloss over Urban Meyer um, tenure as the <laughs> coach at Jacksonville. So I oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's I, I expected more from Netflix because the, the untolds have have been very very good. Whether the Anne one, Malice at the Palace, the Johnny Mingzell one. Um, even the Jake Paul one, all the untolds have been good, and then you get the four-part series, and they they paint a very pro Florida type picture. It's, if I'm the coach of Florida, it's a great recruiting tool. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like when it first starts off, of course, and like yeah, if you you're the coach of Florida or. If you somebody that stays in the area and you you trying to think, oh, should I go to FSU or, or go to uh, go to Florida? Like, yeah, I'm gonna probably go to Florida over that over the Gators or or to you. I think like Florida, the Gators are probably the most popular one out of all of them. And right now, since that documentary, they it seemed like it's the place to be. They made it seem like it was really fun. Yeah, so it um I don't know. It's I just I I expected so much more. I know I want to hear some drama. That's the same thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to see some drama. I, tell me about Hernandez, man. Tell me about some of the shit that he did. And... The the most yeah. drama that really comes out of it, other than them vaguely talking about some of the players' arrests, um, knowing that at one point. During their their senior season, uh, Tim Tebow and uh, what is his name, Brandon Spikes gets into it and kind of divides the locker room. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah, still kind of like boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that. The, what you get out of it is like Urban Meyer re like coming basically having military type practices or whatever when he first got there and he kicked off he kicked some players off the team basically on a flight home. Now that now that actually sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see something built around Urban Meyer too. Yeah, and. I didn't know how much Urban Meyer drama we were going to get because I think if they, I 
I should have known that it was going to be kind of in the style that it is, considering that Urban, they got Urban Meyer to sit down for it. Oh, yeah. So they definitely wasn't going to bury him. Yeah, he, he comes off pretty, pretty charming, to say the least. Tim Tebow, I still don't really care for him all that much. No, I don't think none of us really care for him that much. Yeah, so I don't know. I we'll we'll see. Maybe later on we'll get a a better documentary. Um, we do have one on Aaron Hernandez, but I I want one on the whole team because you you have so much going on. Yeah, and that that was like a wild time, and that team was wild, man. That team was. They got shit done, man. Like they were, they actually were a pretty good team. Like for Urban Meyer to control that team and have everything put together like that, and then they actually won a championship. And you know, they that was a hell of a team, man. Like I, I want I want them to to give us more details, man. How that was all put together and give us some of the wild stories. But hey, it is what it is. Like you said, they had Urban Meyer behind it, so he wasn't gonna bash those boys. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. In other news, have 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 you been paying attention on the the U.S. Open tennis and the pot spell? No, I I heard about it, but uh, give me more details, Rodney. I heard about it, but I didn't. So apparently, um, several fans and players and have complained about the U.S. Open smelling like pot around the courts and uh, throughout <laughs> the venue. And apparently one of the um, tennis players have said it smells like Snoop Dogg is living there. <laughs> and all I can think about is Stephen A. Smith saying, stay off the weed. <laughs> oh, no. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought I heard about it a little bit, but no, I didn't know it was that bad. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Several, several uh, of the t- participants and um, even some people in the crowd have complained about flushing metals for the U.S. Open uh, reeking of marijuana. That's incredible, man. That is incredible. Flushing Meadows, known as Marijuana Arena. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't even know if marijuana is technically legal in New York. I just think it's very, very interesting. It's, it's so New York and so U.S. type thing to have this problem. Like you, you wouldn't hear about this in the French Open or or. Wimbledon, but it's such a, a U.S. type thing to, to have happen. Man, I'm trying to figure out how in the hell. Okay, so if they know this, and this is played days and days, and this is an ongoing tournament, like there's nothing that they can to possibly do to like fix the smell or fix what's going on. Like, where the hell is this smell coming from? Well, apparently they're they're reviewing. Uh, I guess camera footage to see if they can catch anybody in a crowd smoking, but I don't think they uh, have been able to. 
I hope it has nothing to do with that grass, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm really just wondering, you know, is is it causing um, players to lose points because, you know, they getting a secondhand high or, you know, having the munchies all of a sudden or something? (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. Like maybe they can't even function to the point where I don't know if they're trying to call it off. Maybe not. Or people are really going to use this for an excuse. Yeah. If I got to play in the finals, I'm like, oh, I was high most of the time. Mm-hmm. If I lose, I would have won the tournament, but then I got high. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. The last time I checked, though. Uh, I want to say it was like uh, Coco was was doing really good. Yeah, so Coco, Coco won again. Her first, um, I did watch her first uh, match, which there was some controversy in that her opponent um, took issue with with the crowd um, and them basically not being supportive, um, getting frustrated because it. it she was cited several times for um, basically like the Major League Baseball has a pitch clock. I guess they kind of have a serve clock now. So she she played very very slow. Um, the 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 ump for for that match was not very good. Even um, Coco herself had had issues with um, some some of the calls and things that were going on. But yeah, Coco. She won again today. Um, I did watch her. She's, I didn't know she was playing doubles as well, but um, I, I got to see her um, in doubles uh, today as well. So she, she's doing the, doing the damn thing. And we, and we need that too, Rodney, from our U.S. ladies. We lost Venus and Serena and, and lost a couple of other. Yeah. Um, Naomi, we lost her. Yeah, we just and we need Naomi's on the comeback. I just um, she just posted a video on her training, so uh, she's she's had the baby, and I I guess she's she's trying to get back on it. I'm I'm hoping uh, for our sake that she's able to be overcome some of her uh, mental health challenges she's had in the past um, because tennis is better when she's on the court, so. Mm. You know, I I'm really excited about. I was hoping that um, hopefully her baby's fever is over because a lot of times they have back to back babies. But um, I'm excited to have her back. I just hope she doesn't come back, win a few games, and then leave again for pregnancy. Because then I know a lot of times it's hard to kind of come back. It feel like once Serena had her. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, once Serena had her baby. It felt like she wasn't the same. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It just felt like. Yeah, she's pregnant <laughs> with another. I want to say she's having another girl. Yeah, so it just felt. I don't know, but at the same time, Naomi's young. So, you know, she'll bounce back. Serena was pretty uh, old, so. Yeah. And um, Sloan Stevenson is still around. I just. I wish Sloan would just play more consistent tennis. It seems like she'll make a deep run as a tournament and then 
she makes an early exit at the next tournament. So I know, and I really like her too. I like her personality. And mm -hmm. I thought she Naomi came out of nowhere and just took her place. Cause I swear I thought Sloan had it for a minute. But Yeah, she she did and then Naomi came and now you have Coco and Coco um shoot Coco's hitting serves at 126 miles an hour, so Definitely, um, definitely is the new black face uh, of tennis. Right, and I think Sloan might be out of there, man. I think, like, uh, she going to be one of those forgotten uh, prodigies. We had that for the longest, man, in the U.S. We had a couple of guys that just couldn't crack it, and they will always lose all the time, and we just, yeah. I hope it's. I hope she doesn't pan out like some of those other guys. Yeah. So, we got about fifteen minutes left. We can, I can go to music. Um, go to <laughs> summer shows after summer is quickly winding down, and we get ready for <laughs> fall. Um. Still, still waiting on Drake. We still waiting on Drake. Um, oh, you know what? We forgot. We forgot about Kanye with his pants down, literally. Uh, w for Kanye on making a comeback. And you think he can... <laughs> usually when he does this type of move, a W with his pants down, right? <laughs> but usually when he does this type of move, he's trying to do something. Um, maybe he's gonna drop an album, drop some music, drop a single. Um, well, he dropped Kanye. Off. <laughs> that's how he moves with his momentum. Whenever Kanye does some weird shit, something's gonna come after that. So we gotta wait and see. Kanye been on, and he's been on some weird stuff the last few months. While there's uh, walking through Italy barefoot, uh, having your wife basically have her ass out in the picture. I just think it's also interesting, like, one of his issues with Kim Kardashian is she dressed to revealing, and your new wife has basically been a walking Playboy magazine for a whole couple of months now, and now you have pants, okay, because if you one one end of the picture you see Kanye with it but out the second the second half of the picture you see her um coming from the nether regions of Kanye. So um if you put two and two together Yeah, Kanye got some from Fellatio, man. He got some Fellatio. <laughs> oh man. Oh Kanye. Oh boy. I don't know what we're going to do with him. We don't know what we'll do without him. And uh, all I can think about is I miss the old Kanye. Straight off the top, Kanye. Man, because this Kanye here, he wild, man. Mm -hmm. He a wild boy. But um, hopefully we get some uh, decent music from him that's not uh, on a, a MP3 player or whatever the hell that thing was. <laughs> Or yeah. whatever the thing he came out with with Donda too. Yeah, I'm still wondering how many people actually bought um, that. Yeah, I don't think not a lot of people bought that. That was a bad, bad choice, but it is what it is. 
hopefully he comes back with something nice and some genuine music. We need some. You know what I I learned too, Rodney, while we talking about music. A lot of people are saying that um they're moving on from background singers. So that's why they they have auto tune now in the for the background. So that's why things sound the same and it's no it's no soul to it. Uh, they said only like some of the female artists actually use background singers. So that's why we're kind of leaning into listening to female uh, hip hop and pop because a lot of them actually use background singers. Mm, that's that's very interesting. Um, I guess it's it makes sense economically because um, you're 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 saving a whole bunch of money. Uh, yeah, it, it makes it, I I could see the the economics if I'm an artist on why I wouldn't not have background singers uh, because that is an added expense. So yeah, that's true. It is an added expense, but for some reason, man, like once I heard that, I went back and I listened to some of the music, and I was like, damn, it is missing like that that soulfulness and sometimes you can hear certain background singers like stand out and stick out i remember listening to a couple of songs and i was like yo this is michael jackson singing the the background this is stevie wonder singing the background on some of these songs like it's it's crazy now you don't have that type of camaraderie anymore you don't have a lot of r&b people really using uh guys using uh other male vocalists mm-hmm yeah, I I would. Yeah, it. I don't know. That's that's kind of sad. I I think the the background vocal the is it, especially. And I know you R and B Tommy, but this is the background singers that make songs a, a lot of a lot of times. Exactly, man. Like, and then you got a lot of those uh, ghost writers, man. A lot of those are are background singers. They couldn't make it on their own, or they probably had one hit single that was okay or really didn't stand out a lot, but they were able to pass on songs to other artists, and that's how they stood out. And they actually sung uh, background in a lot of those songs, man. So, yeah, we we missed that. I guess a lot of times now these artists, like you said, they really don't want to pay for that, that background vocal or... They're probably they're writing their own songs, and but I can say it's really it's not that many classics though, Rodney. When you think about music now, just like we was talking about the game album, and it seemed like we were really harsh, but it's a lot of albums that just like here today, gone tomorrow. Like there's no classics on a lot of these albums. Yeah. Hip hop and R and B. Yeah, I like shoot twenty twenty three Killer Mike might be the only classic album so far. You're right about that. That's the sad part about it. And and Nas got a couple. I wouldn't say Nas' new album is a classic, but it's a couple of cuts on there. But when you pull up his catalog, will you re- go to this album? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or would you out of all of his out of all of his tracks? The only thing that I I would say about Killer Mike in his defense and what makes this a classic album, because the albums before this one weren't as good as the album he has now. That's the problem. So when you pull up Killer Mike's catalog, of course this album's gonna stand out because this is his best body of work he's ever had. Yeah, unless you unless you include them from Run the Jewels albums. 
And Run the Jewels albums are really good too. But as far as like just his own, his own thing with just just Killer Mike on there, um, yeah, this is his best. This is his best album hands down. With with him as a solo artist. Yeah, I I I I agree with that. Hopefully, um, we get a Drake album. Um, Rhapsody is supposed to be um, dropping music this year, so uh, I'm very hopeful for that. Um, it's been a pretty good year for her. She was on the Women's First uh, mini series on Netflix. That's actually better than Swamp Queens too. <laughs> <laughs> and not the trace on Cadal on it. So, and and the thing about Rhapsody, man, is I I don't know. I guess I don't want her to ever like take any hiatus because a lot of people they they like oh we need a good women's. Uh, conscious rapper. We need like a, a Lauren Hill type of vibe. And I'm like, Rhapsody was giving you everything that you needed off of that. And you actually put me on her. Um, but I think once she, you know, went to hiatus for a minute, I think a lot of people just forgot about her. So when you think about hip-hop, everybody always think about the, the Cardi B's, the, the City Girls, the Nicki Minaj. Because those are the ones that's consistent. Like, they won't have a consistent album out but they will always drop a consistent single. So they'll be in your ear all the time. And I think Rhapsody, she didn't drop a consistent single. And that's what probably doesn't have her in our ears. And we we forget about it. Mm-hmm. So, Rodney, I know we got a few minutes left. Detroit Lions against the Chiefs. Give me your honest opinion. Give me your honest score. Before we get out of here. Okay, so Lions do have a few things working in their favor. Um, looks like we'll have no Chris Jones soon enough for Kansas City. Um, you still have a weird Kansas City wide receiving core. Um, don't know who the number one receiver is. Def the defense on Kansas City should be interesting. Uh like I said, no Chris Jones, still a young secondary. And if I was a coach of an opposing team, I would want to play Kansas City early in the season rather than late. I'm going to go 27-24 Lions. Man, I love that. I love that take. Um, for some reason, I believe, I believe the Lions will win this game. I believe the Lions are the better team on paper. I think the Chiefs are trying to figure things out. And with uh, with Chris being out, um, I think that can do nothing but benefit the Lions. Lions have a great offensive line. If they can stay healthy um, through all this practice and, and uh, the exhibition season, then I think they'll be just fine. Um, Lions defense is reinvented too. But I think that offense is going to be key. I think that offense is explosive. I know we only have two running backs, but if that's what we're going to run with, if those guys can stay healthy until we sign another running back, then I think we should be uh, just fine. Give me the Lions 35, 28-35 Lions. Yeah, and also Kansas City and Chris. Uh, Frank Clark is no longer there, so I, I just 
Yeah, I, I just feel like it's, it may take Kansas City a couple of weeks to keep going to figure some things out. Mm, and maybe they have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover to start out with. So, yeah. Yeah, the Lions are ready, man, and they're hungry. I think they're going to come out. They're going to punch Kansas City in the mouth, and then I think they're going to take off from there. Um, Lions got a chance to to show that they're for real. I think this is the the first game right here. I think they this will put the stamp on it right here and, and send them off onto a, a good start of the season. Yeah, so I, I really like um, the Lion chances in the game. I like the Lion chances in most of the games they play this season. So I feel like they they get it right. Uh, they get it rolling. Then coming home in week two, they get to play the team they should have beat last season in Seattle. So. Uh, yeah, I, I really like the Lions heading into the season. Yeah, I think we're going to be just fine, man. I actually feel good as a Lions fan knowing that, hey, we're going to come in and kick some butt this season. And I'm hopefully I – well, there's no hopefully to it. I'm going to be going to that Seattle game, so I'll be there. Yeah, and they said what they're saying, the cheapest tickets right now are $100, $150. Yeah, I, I think I'm looking at two hundred and something dollars. Um, two hundred, probably two hundred and seventy, two hundred eighty dollars for the tickets that I like to have. So yeah, very interesting, Rodney. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel. I don't know. Maybe I have on rose colored glasses, but I I really like the the lion chances especially versus Kansas City right now. Yeah, I think they got an amazing chance, man. I, I'm really excited about them this season. I think everybody else is excited. All the fans are excited. It's about time. Mm-hmm. It's about time. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be wild. Like I said, we're a week away. Finally, NFL football is back. Yeah, this is we're getting into one of the best times of the year. NFL football back, Major League Baseball playoffs coming up. NBA will start be starting off soon. Um, we get to see what's going to happen with Dave Lillard and um, Doughboy, <laughs> James Harden, <laughs> <laughs> and then also Rodney. Then we'll see the. Uh, the Aces win the championship, and then we'll be just fine. The WNBA will be just fine, and that's just how it goes. And you know what? One thing we didn't talk about, and I know we're about to get the hell out of here. We got one minute left. Give me a take on the uh, the runner for the USA saying that the NBA is full of crap and for their take on being world champs. I mean, the best player playing the NBA, so I feel like they are world champ. Exactly. And then all the players from the NBA – are a, a huge mass of all the best players around the world, and they're coming to play in one place, which is the NBA. Uh, usually the rejects go to different places and or people that are past their prime or weren't able to cut it in the NBA. They go overseas and play. So I think that guy just got it all confused and 
If you don't know what you're talking about, shut the F up. That's basically how I feel. And and for um and for other people that have that same take, because I heard a, a couple other people say the same thing, and I was like, one of them was Richardson too. Um, and I was kind of surprised that she would chime in and say something like that when all the NBA players have backed her on a lot of things that she wasn't able to do. Those are the first people to speak up, especially LeBron James. And for her to bash the NBA also along with that guy, I thought that was pretty classless, but it is what it is. Yeah. I definitely agree on that. So, shoot. Next time we record, we'll have have college football games and we'll, we'll give you our final takes before the Lions kick off the season against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.